to the podcast. I'm Duna Kolonich. Right here is Deontay Olive. And that makes us binge thinking. Uh, possibly by a size edition. We'll see how this turns out. What are you doing? What are you... <laughs> Payback. <laughs> okay, anyway... We'll see if this turns out to be bite-sized. It's pretty short, but then again, you know, we get distracted really, really easy. Oh, yeah. Um, We're, like I said, we're talking about the oil industry today. Um, Really more complicated than I wanted to get. This subject is going to be lit. Get it? This oil can light on fire. You <laughs> know, <laughs> I'm not sure how I feel about that, but it's okay. Okay. Um... We'll kick it off with some fast facts. Uh, the oil industry is one of the largest sectors in the world, and it generates, as of 2022, an estimated $5 trillion in global revenue. Just put that in perspective for our fellow Americans. That's like one-fifth of our national debt <laughs> a year. Um, oil is made of something called hydrocarbons, which... Um, Oil is not made of water. Sorry to confuse you. Uh, hydrocarbons are made by plants and animals that got uh, crushed and pressed and um, pulverized into sedimentary rocks like sandstone, limestone, which does not taste like lime, I found out, and shale. Uh, shale also really hurts if you slip on it. Um, oil that hydrocarbons make up is oil is less dense than water, so... It goes up through the rocks that it's trapped in, up to the surface, and that's where we'll find it. Um, also, the surface is called cap rock, but that's why we can drill for oil, because it's right up there at the surface, because it flows up against gravity. I don't know. Maybe it just floats through the water in the ground, probably. Yeah. So oil is literally just black food coming in water. Uh, yes. Okay. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> um, Oil is broken down into upstream, midstream, and downstream. Um, that caught me off guard. What? The downstream? downstream. Oh. The downstream was so... Wait, what do you mean by it caught you off guard? Oh, I, I heard upstream, midstream, and, you know, I expected upstream again. No, no. <laughs> downstream. <laughs> Anyways, upstream is the companies who uh, search for and extract their oil and gas from the ground, which sounds like such a thrilling job. Um, these companies are known as E&P companies. Uh, these usually spend metric butt tons of time and money on looking for the resources, uh, so they usually outsource the extraction to another company because, you know, nobody wants to look for it and dig it. Everybody wants to rule the world. But nobody wants to dig up oil. <laughs> Except the companies whose <laughs> job it is to dig up oil. <laughs> um... The revenue from that oil and gas production does not go to the companies that do the drilling and the digging and the hard stuff. So the oil drilling and the oil maintenance slash servicing, which is what those co outsourced companies will do, uh, that's a different business from the upstream industry. Um, the next one, midstream. Mm. I know, it's surprising. Yeah, yeah. This is the transport and storage of the freshly drilled raw materials. Uh, usually high regulation and low risk. So if you're looking to not risk your life dealing with oil. Or your entire life's savings. Yeah, then this is probably the spot to go for. Um, this is where you'll th see things like massive super tankers and pipelines. Um, they're pretty much always privately owned. 
Um, I can't think of a state-sponsored pipeline off the top of my head. No, I can't either. Mainly because I can't name a privately owned <laughs> um, pipelines are causing major problems at the moment in the war with uh, Ukraine. I think it's the Trans-Siberian pipeline. Yeah, that's like screwing the entire world over. Well, yeah, because nobody wants to buy oil from Russia right now. And also, Russia doesn't want to give anybody oil. And then there's us with Alaska. Oh, speaking of which, the U.S. just jumped to top of the world's oil production charts. We are now producing more oil than Saudi Arabia. Wow. Yeah. Number one is another thing. Except we don't keep all that oil. <laughs> numb nuts. We don't need to keep it. We sell it. We yes. exploit everybody around us That's and make what a profit. I'm if we, if we Not exploit. It, you guys are paying a fair price, I swear. Oh. Uh, don't know. Dino? Dino. Four and a half. Okay. I mean, for other people outside the country. Oh. I think it's pretty fair for Swedish people to pay $11 a gallon. <laughs> we got to make our money somewhere. They gave us Ikea and meatballs. I don't know if that's fair. $11 gas. <laughs> um, moving on down the stream to downstream. That's what we did there. Is the final product. Uh, downstream is where you'll refine it with those big, sprawling little mini cities. Yeah, the gas stations? Uh, yes, that includes those. Um, we should get sponsored by a gas station. You know, 7 Eleven, if you're listening, reach out. Would, I, but 7 Eleven, I feel like, doesn't want to sponsor us. Oh, man, free Slurpees? I don't know if 7 Eleven wants to sponsor us. We'll see. I don't know if anyone wants to sponsor us, but you know that's fair. That's fair. Shot, yeah. <laughs> um, we have a little chart here, and you can probably look this up. But uh, in a single barrel of crude oil, which is forty-two U.S. gallons, um, eleven of those will be made into ultra-low sulfur distillate, which I can't remember what that is, but I bet you it's pretty important. Um, jet fuel will be made into four. Uh, four of those gallons will be jet fuel. Six of those gallons will be other products. That's suspicious. Yeah. Where do those six gallons go? Uh, Mars. <laughs> Elon Musk back at it again. Yep. And 20 of those gallons will be gasoline. As well as... Uh, you're going to have less than a gallon in uh, heating oil or, you know, other distillates. Um you're gonna have I could hear the air quotes in that dist distillates. Um, anyways, you're gonna have one gallon of heavy fuel oil, and two gallons residual from the process. Yeah, uh, and then two gallons of hydrocarbon gas liquids. That just rolls off of the tongue. I know it's so smooth. Mm -hmm. Um, I think we'll top it off with some oil production slang. I believe this is going to be a bite size, um, unless we get violently off track. I mean, it's entirely a possibility. It's not off the table. Those who do not, do not learn from history are doomed to repeat it, and I'll be danged if we've learned anything. Um, e and P companies, which are the extraction and uh, extraction, I mean, I forgot what the P stands for. Processing, maybe I don't know. Probably. Um, e and P companies measure oil production in barrels, like we said, and a barrel, also known as BBL is equal to... Where does the other B come from? I don't have an answer for you. I'm, going, I'm in the office right now. <laughs> Hold on. How is that effective search query? Okay. Not, not, no. <laughs> I found something very different. 
Lord help my soul. <laughs> I hate what I found. Um, what is and I still did not find. Oh, oh, oh! Blue barrels. Blue, blue barrels. <laughs> so I got my answer, but at what cost? I won, but at what cost? <laughs> Was it worth it? I don't know. Probably not. <laughs> Companies often describe their production as BBL per day. <laughs> you know, we're children. We're nine years old. Uh, Companies often describe production as BBL per day or BBL per quarter. Sometimes a prefix of M, a capital M, means a thousand, or oftentimes, not sometimes, sorry. Uh, M means a thousand, and two capital M's means a million. So basically, if you had a thousand barrels, that would be MBBL, and a million barrels would be MMBBL. That's just a smooth... That, oh, man. <laughs> also known as MBBL. Boss, we produced five MMBBLs this quarter. <laughs> Woohoo! We produced five mbubbles. <laughs> um, I mean, for example, when an ENP company reports production of seven mbbls per day, um, it means I'm spacing. Um, it means seven thousand barrels of oil in one day. That's a lot of barrels of oil. Think about it. That's a lot of bbls. You could like you could bathe in that. Because I want to bathe in motor oil. Oh, yeah, man. Crude oil, my favorite. You no, know, in, in some parts of, like, Italy, I can't remember. I was watching the Grand Tour, and uh, they were in, I think it was Italy? No, it was uh, Azerbaijan. I think. It was, yeah, yeah. And uh, James was taking a bath in, in, in a bath of wine, which was really entertaining. And I think Jeremy was the one who took a bath in motor oil. <laughs> he did. Yeah, where was that? Let's let's find out. Jeremy Clarkson. I'm not sure I would want to <laughs> Jeremy take a bath Clarkson in bathtub. <laughs> you know, I think you'll get something you don't want again. Find out. <laughs> I got the right one. Okay, good. <laughs> Yippee. Okay, yeah. yeah. Took a bath and some motor, bro. Yeah, no, I'm good. Could you imagine I'm being birthed in an oil bathtub? <laughs> like, instead of water births, you just have oil births. Uh, nope, I'm good. That is a child built for speed. <laughs> Completely and fully, he's an efficient child. He is completely lubricated. Okay. Anyway, hey, look, what time? Richard in a bathtub. That's James in a bathtub. <laughs> Dante, I have a time for you. A very special time. A wonderful time. And the best of times. The best of times. I I think it's that time for tidbit of the show okay and so the tidbit for today is a very little it's a little, it's a little fun one uh the process of oil drilling begins with a drill cutting through the earth allowing air to be pumped downwards and once the oil is finally reached uh it rushes to the surface um like oh what's a good comparison hold on let's think of one it rushes what to the rushes surface. to the surface i don't know me after I realized I can't hold my breath as long as I thought I could. That's a good one. Yeah. Me after falling off the yacht. Number one, you were on a yacht. 
<laughs> Two, I was apparently by the edge. <laughs> Three, you fell off of said yacht. Four, I recovered. <laughs> well, maybe you didn't. I swam faster than Michael Phelps, climbed the ladder, and claimed the boat as my own. <laughs> I anyway. I'm not a pirate if they let me do it. <laughs> How high can that oil shoot when it hits the surface? Anyways, it can shoot dozens of feet out of the ground. Um, the tallest blowout in history occurred in Iran on the 26th of August, 1956. Oil shot 171 feet into the air at 120,000 barrels per minute, which is... What a terrifying sight. That, oh man. Could, if you, you were standing really on top of that, you just got a free ticket to the moon. A really terrifying sight must have been like the oil fields. What was it during, was it Desert Storm? In the 90s, what, what, what was it where like they burned the oil fields? I don't. I don't remember. Shoot, hold on. I need to. I need to find this now. Hey, remember Saturday when we said we would get drastically off track? It ended up happening. Hold on. Um. Oh, the Kuwaiti oil fires. Yeah. What yeah, was I that? Bet you that one was scary. Man, can you imagine being the people that had to like go in there and put those? Fires? I think there's a movie about it. Is it Jarhead? I think it is. Oil. Yep, yep, yep. Man, that just does not look like a fun time. The earth has a flamethrower. Or you just popped a pimple and the earth just like... So the earth's version of... A pimple is an oil well exploding. I would have thought of a volcano. But... Actually, that's fair. Anyway, we should probably end it here before things go farther south. Oh, worse. Before things go farther south, they say. Muscly horse. <laughs> Um, it's time to go, Deontay. Oh, I just sneezed. It's fine. Yeah, it's time to go. Okay. Bye, everybody. Oh, that horse is jacked.